Ty Bowley, hey, let me tell you something. I didn't think you would do it this early. I thought you would give him a season, but Roman Abramovich must have texted you and said, press the button now. Thomas Tuchel has lost his job after a mediocre start to the season. They lost their first match in the Champions League yesterday. 1-0 to Dynamo Zagreb. Croatia stand up. Um, Tuchel, man, what can I tell you? He was given the opportunity to increase his power and influence at Chelsea because they lost their sporting director. A lot of people on the board stepped down and left, including Marina, Petr Cech. And, you know, he was given the authority to help mold this roster in his image. Sure, Bowley had his own ideas. He wants to bring in the American style of, you know, baseball transactions where, hey, we can trade for players like they did to acquire uh, Pierre-Emerick Aubameyang. They put Marco Salonzo in the deal. And, hey, they spent over $80 million in transfers, so Tuchel can't be like, oh, I didn't get the money to spend what I wanted. Whose fault is it that you overspent for Cucurella, for Fana, okay? For bringing in Grandpa Koulibaly, okay? For signing... Uh, Dennis Zachariah on loan when you guys could have been looking for midfield better midfielders longer than that. Who told y'all to do that? Who told y'all to get rid of Warner and Lukaku and then try to get Aubameyang because Aubameyang has a relationship with Tuchel, you know? They work together well at Dortmund. Aubameyang won the Golden Boot in the Bundesliga one season under Tuchel. And all they got was 59 minutes together for their reunion at Chelsea. And niggas hit Tuchel with the peace. <laughs> now, for me, I'm an Arsenal fan, so I'm sad to see Tuchel go. Prior to the season, I thought that uh, Chelsea would not finish in the top four because Tuchel kind of messed up the roster. And his style of play isn't really that smooth, you know. It's very good for the structure of defending, or it was, because in the beginning, yeah, they were a rock. Let me try to find this stat, um, because it's very interesting. Yes, in the first 50 matches of his Chelsea career, Chelsea only conceded 24 goals in those 50 matches. So that showed you Tuchel was able, when he made them switch to that back five, he was able to lock up shop, but obviously N'Golo Kante was there. Kante has been hurt. In the last 50 matches of Tuchel's Chelsea career, they conceded 53 goals. So it shows you how that defense went to barbecue chicken. Mendy, there was a time people were saying, hey, maybe he's the best goalie in the world. Now he is a shook daddy, okay? If you press him, if you do anything, that guy... It shook. When he tries to get a save, he used to be able to hold on to the ball. Now it's always a rebound or, hey, he might let it go in. So a lot has changed. Now they're saying there's players complaining. I mean, there was players, you know, Lukaku, who can forget his legendary interview with Sky Italia, twerking to go back to Inter Milan. Uh, Werner, he left. He said, hey, I wanted to guarantee Myself, more playing time. It's a World Cup year. He went back to Leipzig. Ziyech tried to go to Ajax, but Chelsea was asking for too much money. 
Uh, Callum Hudson-Odoi went on loan to Leverkusen. So a lot of people were trying to skedaddle, you know. Uh, Rudiger went to Real Madrid. Christensen went to Barcelona, you know. As Pelaqueta, their captain, wanted to go to Barcelona, but they said, no, you better sit down. So, hey, it's been hectic. But Chelsea, they're a club that I thought, hey, once Roman Abramovich goes, they won't be this ruthless and cold anymore. But obviously, I was wrong. They are still aggressive, and they made the right decision because, yeah, it is early in the season. I have a saying that the Premier League table doesn't matter to me until January. But if you look at their table at the table right now, Chelsea's in sixth place. They have three wins, one draw, two losses. Um, their goal difference, they've scored eight goals and conceded nine. So, <laughs> yeah, that's not going to keep you around, even though it is early in the season. And then, of course, to lose your first match of the Champions League group stage, Ian, that's a baby boo group. So easy. They should walk through it. So to lose, that also, I'm sure, didn't instill confidence in the new owners. And... They decided to move on. Uh, Tuchel, most people would consider him to be the second greatest manager in modern Chelsea history. Only Jose Mourinho above him, you know. And hey, maybe they're right because they chop and change managers so often. Only two of them have won the Champions League, and one of them is Di Matteo. You know, that was also a fluke. He didn't even last outside the calendar year. Tuchel. They said he lasted 18 more days than Frank Lampard. So <laughs> that shows you how wild Chelsea is. But, hey, I respect it because sometimes you have to be assertive if you have big ambition. And, obviously, Clear Lake, I think that's the name of the consortium, and Todd Bowley, they're with it. So, hey, it looks like Graham Potter is going to be their next head coach, the Brighton boss. I like his style. I was actually scouting him for a while as a potential replacement to Mikel Arteta. Um, he also likes to play with the back five, so the Chelsea team won't have any issues with the tactics. And I think he can also have, you know, influence a more attractive style of play. But it all depends on the talent because one thing that you look at Chelsea, I'm like, hey, midfield? Eh. If N'Golo Kante isn't healthy, Jorginho's always been a myth. You know, I didn't, I never rated him. Kovacic is cool, but he's hurt a lot. He can't shoot. Uh, Mason Mount, it looks like he's lost all his powers, but maybe because there's no N'Golo Kante there. So seems like this season is based on if N'Golo Kante could get healthy because I don't see anybody else in the midfield that's going to step up and give them that rock and stability. I don't see it. Uh, are you hoping Gallagher can do that? That's not his game, you know. They let Billy Gilmore leave. He was supposed to be one of the ones. Uh, Loftus-Cheek, that guy is just a squad player. So I don't know what they're going to do. It's going to be interesting to see um, Graham Potter, similar to, Te to Tuchel. I don't think Tuchel... His problems were the tactics, then more so his relationship with the players and for, maybe relying how he wants to use them. Because some people try to say, oh, he plays this guy out of position. He plays this guy out of position. But hey, Arsene Wenger, one of his greatest tools was identifying the talent of a player and moving them. 
to another position and getting the best out of them, you know? Uh, when he signed Terry Henry, he was a winger. He made him the greatest striker and the greatest player in Premier League history. Not he made him by himself, but you know what I mean. Uh, Colo Torre, when we bought him, he was a midfielder. Then he became one of the best center backs in the Premier League for a long time. Ashley Cole was in our academy as a winger. Then he became arguably the greatest left back in Premier League history. Lauren, when Arsenal bought him, he was a right midfielder became a right back so even later down the line when we had injury issues he would play Aaron Ramsey on the right wing and still get some good results he would play Santi Cazorla deep and a pivot as a two on the left wing as a number 10 so I don't think about if at this quality if you're a player that has the technical ability the tactical information to understand what to do the positioning you can be able to be used in different roles in different positions and still be productive. Like N'Golo Kante, when he went to Chelsea, he was the best defensive midfielder. Then he became a, a great box-to-box midfielder. So I don't think it was playing people out of position. I just think maybe he doesn't know how to have relationships with players, and that was his downfall. Like, who can forget Lukaku's classic interview with Sky Italia? Before, he was at PSG. They went to their first Champions League final in club history. But because of, I guess he didn't have the best relationship with Mbappe, Neymar, a lot of those guys, we know what sports is today. A lot of these players control things. They can dictate things. And if the player has, a, I guess, vendetta against the coach, at the end of the day, who is it easier to flip, the coach or the whole roster? The coach. So the coach is going to get slid. Tuchel, I never considered him an elite or world-class coach just because he won the Champions League because it's a cup, a cup competition. You got to do more than that over a longer period of time. But he's just, he's like a coach that he's not elite slash world-class and he's not average. He's very good. I wonder where he'll go next, but I guess you could say his time at Chelsea was kind of disappointing because now I'm not talking about the Champions League. I'm talking about from this point moving forward that, hey, the owner here is here. They give you all this money to buy the most, spend the most money in a window in Premier League history and you're gone (laughs) a week after the transfer window closes. That's wild. But hey, man, shout out to... All the Premier League fans out there praying on Chelsea's downfall. Hopefully they continue to sink. Hopefully Grand Potter fails. Let's keep it moving, man. Guns blazing. Arsenal. Let's keep it moving. Because I'm getting nervous too. Arteta, you might be under surveillance if I don't like what I'm seeing by the end of the month. But unfortunately the Cronkies aren't cold. So he's going to be around longer. But hey, this is the last Dan. I hope y'all enjoying yourselves. Check out Champagne Soccer Episode 8, Underachievers. We had a lot of fun, and you will too when you listen to it. Stay blessed.